I'm Daniela. Welcome to my podcast, because everyone has a story. The place to give ordinary people's stories the chance to be shared and preserved. Our stories become the language of connections. Let's enjoy it, connect and relate, because everyone has a story. Welcome to episode 81. My guest, Andrea Luca. Andrea is an NLP trainer, hypnosis coach, and psychological counselor based in Austria, St. Paulton. She is sharing her story, how after entering the working world, she quickly noticed how unhappy she and other people around her were in their day-to-day -day life. This awareness pushed her curiosity and she started to learn tools to find her passion and live life to the fullest. Utilizing her knowledge and all the extra certifications she learned about human behavior, Andrea now assists others overcoming fear, shame, and judgment by communicating their needs and wants powerfully. She's sharing how she strongly believes in setting healthy boundaries and changing subconscious patterns for the better. It is always fun to meet people that are similar to you. Like Andrea, I love learning. When I'm not feeling good about something, I'm just always searching for what is the answer? What can I learn better? What can I do better? Yes, sometimes it's not necessarily good because it could be a burden to constantly trying to find an answer or a learning opportunity. However, the feeling of accomplishment that I get from learning and growing is fascinating to me. Let's enjoy Andrea's story. So welcome, Andrea. I am very happy that you're here today, all the way from Austria and St. Paulton. Yes, Daniela, thank you very much for inviting me to be uh, here with you today. Wonderful. Andrea, I know you have been in so many podcasts and you are here today to share a story. Please tell us why you want to share your story. When I was driving from St. Paulton to Vienna to work, I was sitting in the train and I was uh, seeing faces which looked like overwhelmed, uh, in sorry, like body postures. It got me some thinking. So where, where are these happy, satisfied faces in this world? A lot of people go to work, home and Is that life? Is, is that everything? So where's the satisfaction? Where is uh, some good things? And um, on the way, I decided to become a psychological counselor and uh, studied five semesters of it. And on the way, I found out about neuro-linguistic programming, become first a practitioner, then a master. I didn't get enough, so I had to become an NLP trainer as well. Then I was fascinated from the field of hypnosis. I became a hypnosis coach. While going through these experiences, I saw how life can be different, how huge these differences were. So I decided to bring that message out that there is a, a happy, satisfied and powerful life possible for us or for every one of us. 
Oh, that's a beautiful reason. Well, so we know your story starts when you were driving to Vienna from St. Paulton. When was this exactly? So the recent last years, but I was observing it on a daily basis uh, as well, that not all people are really in their power, satisfied, know what they want, or, or complain so much and search for judgment in the outside world and don't have a look on their own behavior, on how they are thinking and feeling where the point of change in reality is. But then, and how are you? So I was like a people pleaser. I couldn't set healthy boundaries for myself. Uh, it was uh, overwhelming me in time. So I had to learn it first for myself, practice it, and now I'm giving it to others. And all these just a few years ago? Just a few years ago, yes. But all the training that you took, I'm sure it's not just in a few years. All the trainings I took is over 10 years. Okay, I see. And what is an LPT trainer, you said? Neuro-linguistic programming. It uh, came from Dr. Richard Bandler and John Grinder from the U.S. And it offers us helpful tools how we can change our states very quickly, how we can see or understand how we perceive the world, uh, how the psychic of, of humans uh, works by understanding this and being in the position to change our behaviors and to understand our thinking patterns, we can change it for the better. If I speak from patterns, I, I mean uh, the subconscious patterns through our conditioning. Let's say on a conscious level, we can perceive reality 7 to 40 bit per second and on a subconscious level we can perceive nearly 12 millions of bits per second and uh, that will be a relation like a little stamp on a big football uh, place. We can find it out or see it when some people are attaining in one situation at the same place at the same time and we ask uh, the people how it was and uh, we can hear different stories. How did the story continue? Uh, the, the story of becoming empowered. So I learned how to set healthy boundaries, to speak for myself. Uh, oftentimes it's not that we have to learn something but to release uh, limiting beliefs which are holding us back. By releasing them, we automatically can do and act the way we want. I like what you said, that maybe sometimes we don't have to learn, but we have to release. That's interesting. I never heard that before. I like it. How did the story continue? Then I worked with a lot of coaches and trainers and worked on myself in releasing a lot of limiting beliefs. As uh, we are programmed um, by our environment as we grew up, by the teachers, parents, what we heard, saw. It's influencing us on a subconscious level till now sometimes. We are not even aware of it. And by working with mentors and coaches, I could find out my blind flags, which nobody can see by themselves. My greatest growing was working with uh, coaches who assisted me, how I'm thinking, feeling, acting, and how all of this uh, plays a role uh, together. What are the things that you have to release the most from when you were a child or when you were a teenager? 
we go back to the first time when a feeling arose. A lot of things were while I was in school, as I had a teacher in German, and I could write the best text, uh, but uh, it was quite not good enough for, for this teacher. It was quite a hard time because I was sitting some hours on performing, and here's where my perfection style came from because I wanted it, it to be perfect on the end whatever I wrote or even an other teacher wrote my homework for me and it was not good enough so to sit and to try to make it even better and rewrite it and again and again not just realizing that this teacher maybe didn't like me or my hair or I don't know that it has nothing to do with me interesting you had to work through that Oftentimes it's, it's enough if we get the learning lesson, if we can release it and form a strong belief, which is serving us and then having a look on, uh, of creating some positive reference experiences for, for the future. We can then refer to them and live out of them and uh, behave uh, the way uh, which is more appropriate in, in a new situation. So you realized that you have wounds from this situation or that situation. I think the difficult part is, so I have the knowledge now of why, but how do I fix it? It's not just knowing and then it disappears. If we go deep and uh, we become really aware of it, a lot of work is already done. But how? We cannot enter with the conscious mind to it, but we can pick it up from the subconscious mind, which is much bigger and a lot of things are memorized in there. When we can release it in the subconscious mind, it will not have any impact in our conscious reality anymore. So going back to your teacher, for example, that was so demanding, you're realizing that nothing was going to be perfect or good for him, that it maybe had something to do with that he didn't like you in some ways that you could not do anything about it, that immediately kind of healed the wound and then you could move forward? No, but I realized that I was very good in writing texts and all this additional work I did as a survival uh, mode, let's say, taught me that I uh, was already fine and I was writing better texts than other people. And it was a positive thing, which I couldn't see before because I was judging myself all the time. So everything you do, nothing is quite good. But it was good when I related to the writing to other people, but it was just not good for one person. Okay. All these studies that you did, mainly because you were curious about others, and then you didn't expect that it was going to help you or the other way around? The other way around, I used it for myself to free myself from all this overwhelm because I wanted to please everyone. And uh, I had to realize that I have to put myself in the first place. The change was that I got a lot of work more focused done. I found my pleasure back again. Uh, the life become more lighter. That was then an experience which I thought if everyone would know what we in the coaching arena no, we all could be happy, satisfied, live uh, by our values. And oftentimes uh, people don't even know their own values or beliefs, but uh, they are driven by them on a daily basis. You are a happier person knowing your values and now you want to share your story. 
with others, but it seems like you did a lot of work and study. So and the people that you saw in the subway that they're sad or not looking happy, how do you think that they can get better? Because the amount of work that you did is not something that everybody has the opportunity to do. Yes, to know that it's okay to ask for help. I also didn't come to that point by myself. I had my coaches and my trainers. It's okay to ask for help. If people like I wait until the pain becomes very high, that's the point where we humans are most likely to take a change. If we both knew that a change is possible before the pain becomes quite hard, we will more likely act at the earliest time stage. Yes, I agree with you. I feel like we should be able to have coaches and people around us to help us. I think society still sees that coaches are only for athletes, or if you are really in a bad shape, they don't think that it could be a prevention more than a, a reaction. Yes, for me, it's just a limiting belief. The urge for change must come from within a person. So if a person does not want to change, they will not search for for change. They will uh, complain or tell themselves that life is that way and cannot be better. But Andrea, I still not very clear on the moment that you decided, okay, something is not right with me or I don't like the way it is. I'm going to change. When was that moment? So uh, I was always overgiving and uh, nothing came back. It was quite exhausting for me. And that was the point where I said I have to change. This was with all your relationships? No, it was, it was in the working arena. Ah, okay, okay. But it took so much time for me that I had little time for friends and family. So you were working too many hours and you were saying yes to all the projects. And how many years were you like that before you realized, okay, something needs to change? Several years. And I was not even realizing because I was putting my to-do list and I was pushing myself. I have to perform it much quicker, better all the time. So I was empowering myself. And do you think that this is also part of the culture that you're in, that the way that people work is that kind of demands to everyone? No, because there are a lot of people who don't put in that effort and I accept it as well. Okay. So you decided to change. The work that you were doing had nothing to do with this. No, no. It was in the field of economics, so a totally different direction. But I can remember when I finished my economic school, I, I want to go further into law or psychology. I was at this time not clear about myself. So what I hear is that you were working in this job that you didn't like, you knew that something needed to be changed, you started to research, and at the meantime, you were still working in that job? Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. So you were working and you were going to school at the same time? Yes, yes. And what happened to your colleagues when they saw the change? So I'm not quite sure if they liked it. In Austria, not all are open to change work. A lot of people are holding on to some old patterns. Huh. Did you leave the office where you were working or are you still there? I left when the time felt right for me. 
today I'm happy that I'm here and living out from my heart doing where my passion is and assisting others to to do the same. You are a coach yes, who has a lot of different certifications. One of them is hypnosis as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. Do you combine everything together? Can you tell me a little bit of each modality? Uh, first of all, I, I want to know where a person is and uh, where they want to go. Then I use the methodology, which I find is more suitable at that moment in time, because not everyone has the same story. Not everyone had the same experiences. Not everyone has the, the same wants and desires that we work to the steps necessary to reach the goal they want to reach. How many methodologies do you use with each client? Uh, the toolbox is very, very big. It's really very, very dependent because I believe coaching is very individual. We pick a person up where they are and lead them to where they want to go. And every tool which is serving most or gives the most uh, helpful outfit, we will use it. What is the most satisfying situation that you've been at the moment with this? As so seeing when limiting beliefs are released and uh, you see from an overwhelmed date, they have more clarity, can think differently. And if you are clear, I believe you think and act differently than if you are in an overwhelmed state and you take uh, automatically the right decisions for yourself, how we act and feel, everything is connected. And is there a moment of frustration that could you come across? So at the beginning, I have to learn everything possible I could to understand how our psychic is working and to connect all these pieces. I found out then in practice that we can find every answer within ourselves. But oftentimes we cannot do it by our own as we cannot see our blind flags or don't want to, to see something which was maybe painful for us. Here was um, a very great schooling with working with coaches to release that, to see differently. So I was able to feel differently and finally act differently. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. You have helped many people as well, and you're helping a lot of people at the moment. What is the goal that you have? You know, you've been to so many podcasts, you're sharing your story. What is your optimal goal? So that people can learn to change their stages quite very quickly because uh, if they feel uh, overwhelmed or frustrated or uh, sad, uh, to be able to come into a more healthier state of being and from this perspective, uh, we act totally different. I can find our happiness within ourselves. We don't have to search in the outside for it. It's for me just a thing which gives much more quality to life. Yes, I was listening to another episode that I'm editing and the lady said uh, she was grateful that her friend asked her questions but didn't tell her what to do because those questions empower her to make the decisions and to feel good about herself. It's true when you ask questions rather than giving advice, you are actually empowering the person. Yes, so as coaches, we are never giving advice. We we lead the person with questions to their answers. Yes, even that if we all learn have the coach style, we will communicate so much so much better. Especially 
parents, right? Instead of telling the kids what to do all the time, it will be more of asking questions and and expecting and hope that the kid will come up with the answer. Wow, we should all go to a coaching school and learn the basics, at least, how to listen, be better listeners and ask questions. Yes, because if we don't ask questions, there's uh, often that thing happening that we say, I know that. So we hear a little thing and say within ourselves, I know that already. So we are not uh, listening anymore, but are we really knowing what the other person is thinking or are we projecting some life experiences from the past to that situation? Do you think that that's possible to eliminate completely? If we ask the right questions a lot of times, yes. That's the difficult part, to know how to ask the right question. How was that for you? How was that process of learning how to ask the right question? So I was learning all the time in my free time because I wanted to understand everything, really to become one's best observer and to know how we are really thinking in a situation, how we are feeling without suppressing something, to see just what is, how we are reacting or acting. If we have a greater look on it and practice it for a certain period of time, something will become clear to us as well. Well, that's wonderful. So now when you go to Vienna from St. Paulton, do you still have that thought that, oh, everybody still looks so sad. No, because uh, I'm paying more attention on where people are in a powerful state because I learned to direct my focus. There's a saying that energy flows where our focus goes. Wonderful. That, that's a beautiful message, actually. Thanks to you focusing on the sad part, you are this wonderful woman now that is helping people and you are now seeing the, all the best of the world, right? I see it as it is, so I'm not saying that something which is not as it is to, to speak it nice or more positive. Um, I'm not sure if I have expressed what I wanted to say correctly, but there is like an avoidant behavior behind it. If, if we don't like something and we are still telling us that it's okay or what we should not do anymore. Good everything is going wrong, but I'm optimistic. You're saying that that's not the right thing to do. No, to have a look on where it is and what's holding me back and where my blockages are, where are my limiting beliefs. And by releasing them, we can change. And our perspective changes. I have learned too that you, you must say, okay, well, this sucks or this is not good. And I feel this way and kind of observe and accept it that you're feeling that way, but then you know, move forward, but not try to hide the feeling or this, the situation, how it is. Yes, not suppressing it because while we do that, we kindly are not true to ourselves anymore. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. So where can people find you? Who wants to go a little part with me? They can reach me via email, which will be andrealukac.coaching at gmail.com. Yes, we will put that in our show notes. Okay, Andrea, thank you so much for sharing this time with me. You're welcome, and it was a pleasure being with you, Daniela. Thank you, Andrea. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I am Daniela, and you were listening to Because Everyone Has a Story. 
Please take five seconds right now and think of somebody in your life that may enjoy what you just heard or someone that has a story to be shared and preserved. When you think of that person, shoot them a text with the link of this podcast. This would allow the ordinary magic to go further. Join me next time for another story conversation. Thank you for listening. Hasta pronto. Hasta pronto.